All right. Welcome, Daedalus. How are you doing, buddy? Sorry about that. I uh, had a little mute issue there. I am good. How are you, Sim? Not bad, man. Ash of Pathfinders, episode 58, War Cries. So, as a lot of people in the community probably already know, starting tomorrow, August 20th, Studio will be starting to do testing for APOC, specifically the BR again. Uh, I know I have some thoughts about it. I'm sure you do too. We'll definitely touch base on that a little bit here towards probably the end of the show. Uh, but first, I, we've had, what, three weeks off? I feel like it's been two to three, somewhere in there off. Yeah, two to three weeks. <clears throat> right? We haven't had too, too much to like discuss, talk about, etc. Um, however, we have at least three to four things today. Um, actually, before we kind of get started, so last episode was uh, called Circle of Trust, which is exactly what you would think it's about. Uh, trust. In a circle. No, not like that. It's actually <laughs> related more to uh, being within having a circle of trust where you feel like you trust the studio. And I got some, we had feedback during that particular episode. And I, uh, I said, I got a message from someone who's another veteran uh, person in the community. They wanted to give their two cents too. And so one of the questions we posed on that particular episode was, hey, uh, you know, if, you know, where do you feel like you stand compared to previously and kind of now, as far as like feeling like you're within a circle of trust with the game studio. And we had a lot of people in chat that, that particular night who kind of gave their feedback and everything. Right. Um, this one kind of came in several days later. It was like within about a week later or something and, uh, said, Hey buddy, wanted to share some thoughts with you. I said that I wasn't going to like share their name and stuff. I was going to keep it anonymous. Right. Uh, but I said, Hey buddy, wanted to share some thoughts with you. Um, he said another awesome episode 57 as always keep up the good work being a voice in our community. You were asking the audience for some opinions and numbers. He said, I wanted to share mine with you. Uh, been in the Ash community for about three years and pledge, um, braver of worlds and Kickstarter ashes is my baby. Having said that the transparency before I would give a seven. Now I'd give it a solid one. In terms of height before was a seven and now a two or three. Um, I really don't know what is going on with, with Intrepid, but it makes me sad right now. Uh, it makes me sad right now. I don't know how much I trust Steven. It's pretty much non-existent right now. I feel there's no transparency. I'm having major doubts if they know what they're doing or if they even have the ability to make this game. I will still be following Ashes, but it I took a step back. I'll be filling the MMORPG void with the Wild Classic and hoping the bridge uh, bridge me until alpha one, which they, he's, he is hoping will start around 2020 summer. Right. So that's kind of like, mm -hmm. that's been the estimate <clears throat> that I've given. Now I'm not trying to start this off in a negative lighter tone, but again, if the studio is watching, I think it's important that they get this information, uh, because I don't feel that they're actually doing a very good job of trying to, uh, really address those concerns directly. And I don't think they have for a while. That's just being honest. That's my, my opinion. Um, and I'm not really doing my job either if I'm getting stuff like this and I'm not going, hey, Intrepid here, maybe you should know this. Um, or at least putting it in this video because if it resonates, it resonates for a reason and it's important that it's shared. That's all I'm doing with it, okay? I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. Hey, what up, TL? Nice scream. How's it going, friends? 
Um, <laughs> talk about food and chat. Um, so we've got two dev discussions. We've got the announcement for Steam, and we've got the blog post at Noble Steed. Um, so we're going to start with number seven, uh, the develop dev discussion number seven. Um, but I think before we kind of dig into that, we we had that uh, conversation about Circle of Trust, right? And I guess my question to you, Daedalus, and, and to anyone here in chat also, if you want to chime in, uh, I'll definitely check it out and read it. Uh, but what has been most of the feedback in the community uh, the past, you know, three weeks, roughly, right? Because I know we haven't done a show in a, in a bit. Uh, we haven't really had too much to go off of. I really wanted a full conversation. I don't just want to kind of do uh, updates that are relatively small every week. I want I want there to be some, as Daedalus would say, meat in it. So, uh, but yeah, I guess what has been a lot of the feedback that you've been getting uh, the past several weeks kind of leading up to where we're at right now, getting ready to go into APOC again? Yeah, I mean, no shocker. I think it's a, about on par with what you're saying. I mean, definitely, you know, people that really, you know, have a passion for this project, I mean, are still following it. There's definitely, you know, for me and for some of my peers kind of within the communities that I interact with, I'm getting some of the same feedback. It's like, hey, we've really focused a lot on APOC and understand that it's an important part of the development process for Intrepid. Definitely don't prescribe to the, you know, gloom and doom that there's no MMO out there. No, the team is working on it. You know, I think there was a really awesome interview that happened on DCN with, uh, with Agilos and team mm -hmm. um, where Steven really talked at length about the technical stuff. And I know a lot of people were like, Oh God, technical stuff. But I ate that up. I mean, I thought it was great to kind of know those levels of detail and, and definitely kind of knowing that sooner rather than later is helpful to me to know, Hey, you know, this is a great bit of information I can point people to, to say, look, look at what the team has been working on. But I think as far as these other areas of content, I mean, I think it would help improve morale if we got more of some of the content that you've been sharing. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that when we get to those topics, right. but really just more focus in terms of updates on MMO development, MMO assets. Um, there's one comment I have in here about one of the updates where there was some feedback on branding, what the branding was on that, that it was an MMO update. I have kind of an opinion on that as well. And I, I have some something that you know my peers have, have shared as well. So yeah, I guess from my opinion, it's it's nothing surprisingly different from mm -hmm. what you're saying. I mean, there's always going to be folks that, regardless of the information that's available, are going to have a really positive opinion or really negative opinion. Our white knights and our you know toxic folks. Right. I tend to try to fall, and I think our podcast falls in that middle of the road, and where a lot of the content creators I respect focus on facts and, you know, tying out actions to words. I think that's really important because we ground um, ourselves in fact versus opinion. Or if we are talking about our opinion, we're branding it as such. We're not saying, okay, this is yeah. a reality. This is 
how we feel, how things are perceived. It's really important that not only we express our voices, but also the voices of the communities that we interact with. Because at the end of the day, Stephen's you know, major point in his vision is I want feedback from the community. I want to make sure you know, we're making a game that we an intrepid are proud of, but also you as a follower, backer, you know, fan are proud of as well. Yeah. So I'm going to respond to some in chat. Like, so I'm getting some conversation. I'm just going to kind of keep names out of it. So a little bit of feedback, like uh, I think that that's the overall consensus is basically what they're saying about that person's comment that I read, that that's kind of the overall consensus of, among a lot of people. Um, again, I'm not going to read this, but the name or whatever, but I'm just going to say, you know, the road to development is a rocky road. Totally agree with that. Second part of that statement, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't do that. And and I'm going to tell you why. That's how you get dicked down. Like that's that's how bad things happen to people is when you give them the benefit of the doubt. That, for me, culturally, that's something that I don't feel like it's not very, isn't a very good thing to be taught in our culture. Uh, it's it's kind of like, you know, giving the benefit of the doubt, assume that kind of things are going to go well, that they have a good nature about them. And while I think that having faith is important, I don't give anybody the benefit. I base it only on my experience. I base it only on, at this point in my life. I base it only on my experience and the things that I have evidence to support saying like, hey, I believe in them because, and then here's the evidence. Like that's the only way I can operate, right? Which is why I've had some heavy criticisms and I've had some heavy praises and I don't really do that. But that's my perspective, right? Again, I'm sharing my opinion on why I don't do that. Uh, now, if you were to ask me, where is like my faith lie in, in what they're doing and in the vision? That's a whole different story, right? Because mm -hmm. that is going based on feelings and like hopes, dreams, whatever you want to call it. My faith is is relatively to be to be fair. Like I've had some pretty hard criticisms, but my my faith level is still relatively high. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because faith has a lot more to do with what a person you know wants to believe in, what they aspire to 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 have, like they want to see be truthful. Right. And, and there may not be anything, no evidence to support that. Right. But at the end of the day, they have this like enough hope that they're willing to commit to this cause, you know, and some people might be like, well, that's blind. Well, that's faith. Faith is usually kind of blind. You don't you don't necessarily have tangible evidence to support it, but you, you believe in the cause. You you want this to you want this to be real. You want to you want to believe that there's, you know, a chance that this can exist. So you put faith in it and you decide to devote to it. And that's what I've done. I've devoted to this, right? I don't have any evidence to support that this is going to be perfect. The game is going to be a perfect launch. Everything's going to go smoothly. That bad decisions aren't going to be made. I have no reason to believe that, right? But I want to believe, right, in the studio and I want to believe in the project and I've committed to that because I have faith in it. And, uh, don't you think that they would want this download to go as planned? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, no, nobody, mm -hmm. I think, at the studio, you know, plans to fail. If if they did, no right, way. would never, you know, that any project like that would never see the light of day. But I think the, the issue mm -hmm. here, um, Chad, is, is more along the lines of you set expectations. 
Um, yeah. and, and definitely that's not always going to be a hundred percent prophetic, right? You're, you are going to run into things that don't meet what you're expecting. But I think the, the bottom line is get ahead of that as much as you can, um, and communicate as much as you can. And Jalone, um, you know, did, has been doing some really good videos along those lines, along those themes. I don't want to steal his thunder, but he really hit kind of what I like personally feel is, is the way to go is don't tell me after the fact there was a problem, kind of give me something ahead of time before you shift the deadline. Don't wait till after you've yeah. missed that deadline to shift it. And I think that's just something that the, the team is going to need to learn Um to do and and you know if they're you know they said it themselves if we make a commitment we want to hit it that's a great goal to have but what we've seen you know in some cases where the the pr has failed um has been where things happen you miss a deadline and then after the fact you know hey guys something happened here's the issue right like even today i think good example of that is say well ahead of time Hey guys, the download's going to be delayed a few hours. Yeah, fair, right? But if they waited, you know, until tomorrow, yeah. right? Say, and maybe the or the day after to say, hey guys, we had some problems. We're still working on it. That yep. to me is not necessarily how I would have handled it. Right? Yep. Go ugly early. Tell me there's a problem. Keep me informed as a as a consumer of this product or or as a willing, you know, guinea pig for testing purposes. Yeah. What time was that? Because, yeah, that was one thing. I, I, I'm i glad you brought that up because they mentioned that pretty early today, which I was like, okay, good. Because that's something mm -hmm. that was like a big no-no that we were all going, come on, man. You know, back uh, even a year ago, it was like, you got to be on top of this, you know, because, and this kind of ties into your point a little bit too, you're talking about people's time. Like content mm -hmm. creator or not, like I'm not going to invest time if someone's wasting it, like it's a resource I don't get back. Right. It, at the end of the day, it's a resource you don't get back. Like when time's gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't, you can't earn more time back in, in, in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about living your life. So that's something you've got to be very careful. So when you go and you make uh, a tweet on, was it, I think it was on their uh, support one or whatever, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, by the yeah, way, they have a support Twitter. Day. Yeah, they have a support Twitter. So if you don't, if you don't actually follow it currently, I'll get you the name of it right now as we're going through this. Support, I it? think it is. I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm double checking. And da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's at AOC support on Twitter. Okay, so you can follow them. That's where you're going to get information on server updates. Uh, technical issues, stuff like that. Also, they have a channel on Discord that server status that also will tie into that somewhat. So those are some channels that you'll see the uh, information on. Um, so anyway, let's go on ahead and move forward, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, so toxicity. Now, I think the last episode we had, Circle of Trust, we talked about that this was coming up, and this hit on August 1st. 
Uh, and so I know we're going back a little bit here, but this is an important one. So it's a dev discussion. And one thing I'm going to note here is like technically they've actually gotten out two dev discussions in one month, right? Mm -hmm. So dev eight yep. or dev seven and dev, I, I'm calling them dev seven and eight, sorry. Dev discussion seven and dev discussion eight. Seven is about toxicity. We're going to touch base on that a bit. And I'm going to primarily, as you're going through and you're kind of like giving your feedback on this, I'm going to pick out a few as well. I'm going to read a couple of these I feel like are noteworthy. Um, so, you know, said, what are some things other games do to manage toxicity that you think work well? What would you like to see in Ashes of Creation? So that's really going to be my question to you, Daedalus. Like, what do you think has worked well in other games you've seen? What are things you would like to see? I will definitely share mine along with some of these other feedback here in just a minute. But, yeah. I mean, I would just say, I mean, it's a good discussion to have. I mean, I think the community for quite some time, I, I felt there were just a lot of toxic elements that weren't really tightly regulated. You know, it was very light moderation to begin with. So I do feel in that scenario, things have gotten better in some respects. Um, however, you know, with limited information out there to discuss some people, you know, that tends to polarize the community mm -hmm. in, in some ways yeah. you might have, you know, a really concentration of white knights and first class edge lords in either case i'm not a fan of either right as we talked about before. all right um and i think there should you know a number of ideas that i picked out from the forums that kind of line up with what i would think would make sense is number one first and foremost give players tools give them mute give them ignore give them some mechanism to report second anything you automate definitely i agree do what you can to automate because obviously that eases the amount of overhead. People can have their issues resolved more quickly, um, but also make sure that there's some level of judgment and data that gets built into that workflow, right? So for example, something that I've seen in the past and I think even Steven himself experienced, right? There's a group of griefers that decided to report him and he got auto banned, right? Yeah. For no apparent reason other than people were trying to, you know, create chaos. Of course. So to me, it's like, make sure whatever mechanism you have in there has some data to either allow you to make a quick judgment call, or at least the workflow of that is, is set up so that it doesn't, you know, ban people or people can't gain the system to be able to do something right. um, against a player that really hasn't broken any rules per se. Um, I think the team has also been very vocal about, you know, the systems they want to set up to gather data. They've always talked about, hey, we're really like data hungry. We want to make sure we have all these data points to, you know, address cheaters, address, you know, people that are, aren't, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing in the game within the confines of whatever guidance we give them as players. I really hope they do set it up to that to a level where they give players peace of mind and that true toxic elements can be swiftly dealt with. Yeah, I will say as well that one comment I really liked um, on the forum was, was around focusing on rewarding positive behaviors. Obviously, checks and balances to ensure you know players don't game the system on this side as well, right? They do a bunch of different things um, that isn't necessarily the way the system was intended, and balance that out um, so that they're not getting overly rewarded in the same way people might get overly punished for things that aren't necessarily part of, mm -hmm. you know, why the systems were put in place. And this is where I feel like data once again can be the best way to understand those behavior patterns. I mean, ultimately I go back to the old saying, 
what gets rewarded gets done. And by the same token is what gets, you know, punished is also discouraged in terms of behavior, right? So kind of having positive and negative enforcement, but just one thing to keep in mind on the negative side, some people could give a rip about consequences. They just want to watch the world burn and you're always going to have those kind of people. But at the end of the day, be fair by getting data and having some judgment calls in there as well built in. So that's kind of what I would say my high points are. Right on. Yeah. So I, there were a few, you know, my, my main point is I'm, I'm going to read some of these comments from the actual forums uh, because my feedback basically is going to be resonated on this. We've talked about, we've talked about toxicity beer before, you know, I've been subjected to it, whatever. I can, we've had the conversation. I can, I can tune it out. I got thick skin. You know, you can't, you can't do content creation anyway and, and not have thick skin. You just can't like, you're not going to make it if you can't ignore a troll or somebody who's being toxic. Right. Or mm -hmm. stream sniping, all that kind of different junk, like all these like dark crusades that people go on to try and ruin another. But here, here are some good points. Like there, I've always had a problem with systems, and this is brought up by another member here. Uh, so they said something to the effect of like they mentioned WoW, World of Warcraft here, what they're currently doing. Uh, right-click reporting and to get that person automatically banned. So I'm just going to say any system where you can have a bunch of people spam report, 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 report on one person. And then just because you've gotten enough reports, like the system automatically bans them. Horrible system. It's going to be abused. It's actually going to feed into toxic behavior. Mm -hmm. And it's not actually going to resolve your problem. So someone else on the on the forums in response to this post had mentioned, you know, I, I think that whatever they do, what's important is that there's actually a real person checking that. I know it's a lot of work to do that, right? But on some level that that is important. There are there are um there are analytics that are in place. You know, there are there is like um what's the word I'm looking for? Damn. Uh mm, God, it's gonna kill me. Algorithms. Oh yeah, algorithms. Thank yeah, you. that's it. There are algorithms that can be utilized within software that can help to distinguish between false reporting and true reporting, and, and they can go and they can check a person's chat logs, stuff like that. There's just there's alternate ways, especially in this day and age. It's not as difficult as it used to be, where you have to go and literally go. Let me go to some timestamp when this was reported. Let me go through and look through. You don't have to do that anymore, right? There are algorithms that are used. There's software that's used to help with that, right? So that's my one thing. Another thing is actually, I'm going to go and touch base on one of the other content creators in Ashes, Jalone, right? Who you mentioned a little bit ago. And he had mentioned a few points, but I'm going to take the main point on here. Something to keep in mind, especially in the world of Ashes of Creation, right? Toxic people are going to get dealt with in a lot of ways. And I feel like if they're true to this, uh, to this, you know, uh, archetype that they've developed for this particular game, then it'll work well, right? Because it's all about player interaction, meaningful conflict, right? Meaningful conflict is going to translate into meaningful conflict between players, right? And so that is also going to be like, well, do I want to bring this person along? Well, if they go and they grief, they're going to get enough corruption. Then are they going to be useful? Then are we going to want you? Oh, that's the guy who's always corrupted and we can't bring him to raids. I mean, you know, there's stuff like that that's in place. But one thing that Jalone mentioned was, if you talk too much shit, you're going to get hit. <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? It, this is like yeah. true to the the I wouldn't say I would say old school MMO mentality and it's true, 
right? If you if you talk enough crap, <laughs> what's going to happen? People are going to put a bounty out on you. It's a system in the game that exists. You're going to get dusted, whether you like it or not. Uh, you get declared enemy of the state or some other game mechanic, right? Well, bounties is a right. great way to manage stuff like that. Not Absolutely. to mention, yeah, not to mention there's going to be, you know, merc guilds out there and all this other stuff, right? But in the in, that's in-game stuff, right? Now, in the context of within a community, in discords, on the forums, I feel like on the forums they got it handled. On the discord, it, it's just not all, it, it's not happening. So that's something that I feel like, from my perspective, if they're going to post, a, a, you know, something on the forums about this, you should probably be handling business on every end. Just, just my, just my perspective. Some yeah, other consistency. feedback, consistency. So then you got like the perspective here too. You've got the tight knit MMO community, and that is much easier when the community itself is smaller and stages were now. And then you got a much larger, loosely knit community, right? Where maybe those types of interactions, you know, across servers, it's not as easy to go. Like, can't believe that, you know. Crap Weasel 1826 decided to blah, 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 or whatever. <laughs> you know, Kelly did this. I don't know who you're talking about, right? Not my problem. I don't know who you're talking about, right? But in a smaller community, you've got that situation. So, you know, you've got the question of how big is your community? What are the tools that you actually have in place that people can utilize? And are those tools slash algorithms being monitored accurately? Is the information being used adequately? And are you utilizing all of this fairly to address the problems that are are there? That's kind of my like full round circle about it, uh, full circle about it, whatever. And a lot of the feedback that I'm like reading that I've read on the forums too, it really just like is talking about like, you know, how do we essentially look at this right here? How do you, justice was the word I was about to use, bringing them to justice and receiving a reward for doing such bounty system. All right. So they're talking about the bounty system. So there's mechanisms in place to help to address this. The 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 trick is really going to be is Intrepid Studio going to monitor this uh, adequately so that justice is dealt to people who are grieving. Because let's be real, they've had, man, in the they had that one community that shall not be named that was just roll like straight rolling through Discord and very little accountability for quite some time, right? So that's that. Mm -hmm. And and to anybody watching or anybody checking this out on YouTube later, if you've got thoughts about it, much like our friend that I read the the uh, message from earlier in the beginning of the stream, please share, you know, because this is the only way that they're going to be able to take that information. And some people are just quiet and some people share it on content creator stuff. And this is an opportunity to do that. You know, you can share it here, you can share it on the YouTube, you can share it on the forums yourself. But if you don't want to be like, you know, limelight too publicly, you can kind of do it nonchalantly all you know, to a creator or in, in the comments on creator stuff too. Next one we're going to cover real quick. Uh, it's not going to be as extensive, but they did do a blog post on the 9th of August and it was a noble steed, right? And so this one outlined the creation of the horse. Now, I think in particular, and I'm not going to go through and read too much of this, uh, definitely check it out. If you're here in chat on Twitch currently, um, I'm linking it. This is what we're referring to. If you haven't checked it out, feel free to take a look at it as we're discussing it. So in regard to this one, uh, you know, I know people, I have people in my community who love horses 
And so, you know, they chime in with their like critique because they work with horses and stuff. So they're like, this is like their, their feedback was the ribs are showing a little too much. So a little less ribby horses. And I think that the, uh, that the equine fans will probably tell you you're good. But overall, the feedback was those are looking really good. Those are actually really well detailed horses. We've got a lot of they, <laughs> they look hungry. They look like they need us. Well, whatever the equivalent of a sandwich is for horses. Yeah, it's true. They need some grain. They need some. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. They but they're looking good. They a little 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 ribby, little scrawny. A little bit, a little bit more meat, maybe on the, but overall they're beautiful horses, right? And I mean, compared to what we've seen previously in like Alpha Zero sort of uh, concepts and game and everything, I mean, it's coming along nicely. Um, the horses in APOC previously, early APOC, when there was an opportunity to actually like use those, were not like this, right? That's an experience I can talk about, um, which was like a year ago now, <laughs> but. As you go and you look through, the best part, I think, was really the story on this one. This yes. one was the story. And a lot of the feedback I got was, I really like the story. And the, it's an excerpt from Captain of the Kalar's Third Rider Battalion. That was the best part. Oh, look, very touching. Yeah, made the lore made you tear up. See, and that's the kind of stuff people want to see, right? Because even if all these other things are kind of questionable and people aren't happy about it, you're, the upside is we don't really have as much silence. And at least when you have something like this, people are like, okay, it helps to keep the fire burning. So my big, you know, GG on this one, because it wasn't just, hey, check out some pictures and this video real quick, because they're all there. But the story was by far the best part. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, I really, I really do want a horse now in, in this game because they do look really good. I'm not gonna lie, they look really good. I like seeing them like grazing in the pastures and stuff. I was like, I was like, man, I wonder if we're gonna, you know, we're probably gonna find horses out in the wild looking like that too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that was my thing. Was like, I want my alpha one. I want the the MMORPG. And it was like, I saw the video and I read that. And I was like. That was a good snapshot into what I'm looking forward to personally for this game. So it was nice to see it. And then, of course, I talked a little bit on animal husbandry. Yeah, there were also some good comments, especially for people who know horses. Yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, feedback, any feedback about this other than what I pretty much shared? I know we've used in the past, like checking all the boxes is kind of a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. This checked all the boxes on a good way. Because um, I really enjoyed this blog um, in terms of the storytelling and the lore. I mean, I'm a storytelling and lore nut. When I'm like mm -hmm. my first podcast I did around my channel was something around role playing and storytelling. I remember and, you know, what a character's story is. This totally hit the mark. So hats off to Stephen um, on this blog post. Because it absolutely hooked me from a story perspective. And I think, too, from a visual perspective with, you know, some discussion on potentially the diet that the horses were consuming um, that made them a little bit on the scrawnier side. I think in general, I mean, hats off to the art and animation team on this one. Mm -hmm. um, as my wife is so fond of saying, Ash is so, so pretty. And I can definitely say that I 
I can see and feel the handcraftedness that continues to inspire me about the project. They are building a world here. I want to see more and more and more of this. The story, the behind the scenes, the kind of the visuals. I mean, this is yet another hook for me yeah. that you know pulls me into this project outside of the overall vision right that's always been kind of my go-to but definitely the visuals the story was really inspiring um the only difference of opinion i think i had here was that in i think some ways it was marked as an maybe an mmo update or maybe i'm thinking of an earlier video it's just like really focus on the fact that you know brand this what it is which is a lore or bestiary update you know but the content you know, regardless, the content itself was enjoyable. Definitely want to see more frequent updates along these lines and also ones of more broad nature and system oriented. So where are you, uh, religious node? I need you in my life. So please come. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I think, again, you right, nerd. Give credit, but give credit where credit's due. I mean, clearly... Steven is extremely thoughtful about this world that he's yeah. created over the many years. Um, you know, when he's building this campaign in Pathfinder that eventually became what we know as Ashes of Creation. Yeah. So that was very inspiring in the content that we saw this past month. Um, you know, and and I, I think let's continue to do more of that. I mean, and I know, you know, it takes time to produce content like this, but still like know get a few of those in the works so that we can start you know pumping those out because that's the kind of thing that really keeps people inspired about you know the world that's happening you know getting built and the you know and and more so the different pieces that make the world special i think that was good to see as also in this one post is you got a little bit about you know a character you got a little bit about hey this is you know the visual and you got a little bit about well, here's a system that we have that's coming in Ashes of Creation. It just felt like, again, it checked all the boxes in a really good way. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah. I got to stop looking at that. Man, I'm just like, God, I wish we were there already. Because, I'm, man, I'm telling you, there's games overall for me in general. Pray, pray with me, Sim. Pray with me. Uh, <laughs> I don't even pray, but, man, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to. I'm willing to say a prayer over this one if it'll. Ah, I got faith, man. You know what? I wanted to. You know, this kind of reminds me. No, remember the, the other thing I was going to talk about? It's a different game, but we'll talk about it after. I think. I think it's just worthy of talking about. I just kind of want people's feedback on it. It's totally neutral to Ashes of Creation, um, but it is an MMORPG, so it's definitely something I kind of want to touch base on. But let's finish up our conversation on some of the other stuff first, okay? So Dev Discussion 8, this one was more recent on the 13th of August, right? Uh, and that was right before, I think the 14th was our Steam announcement update, which we'll talk about. Most people here already probably know all this information, uh, and it'll be late by the time it gets up on YouTube. Ha! But, you know, I'm going to talk about it anyway because some people aren't following it that closely right now. It's just, it's just true. Um, mm -hmm. let's talk about dev discussion number eight, stickiness. What? MMO stickiness. What makes an MMO sticky for you? What keeps you coming back time after time? Well, number one, you won't have problems with stickiness if you use some of this, da, 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 light forge, <laughs> hey, powder. 
suit all your needs and i'll take care of this this, this is like questions. feels like a you don't mess with the zohan moment <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah this one in particular is like what what makes an mmo sticky for you keeps you coming back for more that's basically what we're talking about right what keeps you invested is what they're asking and again whether it's here on twitch or over on on youtube later i, I definitely would like to know like what is it that because i feel like this is something that evolves and changes gen over time mm -hmm. and within generations. Like the reasons that maybe more um, newer generations to MMORPGs might play and what might keep them invested uh, might be something very different than potentially like older generations, if you will. The more seasoned veteran MMORPG generations, people that are used to playing games like Dark Age of Camelot right? Mm -hmm. They can go back and they could date the roots in EverQuest or original WoW or, you know, any of those other games, right? There were plenty of other games even before that. Uh, but you know, what, what keeps you coming back? And, and, you know, for me, it's, uh, these days, I think previously in earlier generations of the MMORPG, uh, it was, it, it, it genuinely was that I got to get back in and I've got to grind. And, I hate that I'm saying that because I'm so against that kind of modality of gameplay now. Like at this point in time in my life, I, look, grinding to get Emperor on the Elder Scrolls Online was difficult. And I grinded for it and I did it, right? Uh, current day games, like even World of Warcraft, rep grinding still exists in the game. Mm -hmm. It's a system in the game that while I don't mind rep grinding when you make it extremely time consuming day after day after day, and that's what you've got to do to break even with everybody else, that particular thing pushes me away now. So I think as much as you can keep me away from that and keep everything I'm doing relevant and useful and story driven, then here and now I'm going to be invested and I'll go grind for rating. I'll go grind for PVP. I don't have a problem doing it. Right. But I want my my character's reason to log in and to be in the game to be meaningful to me. And that to me is what's meaningful. I don't want to come play for four hours and feel like I'm working another job. All to break even with the baseline where everyone else is at. That's no fun. That's the way of the past. Previously, I played that way. And I and I and I hate to admit that because I don't agree with it. And I think it's it's I think it's borderline predatory in a lot of ways because it's the wrong reason to to want someone to be playing your game because they don't want to lose what they have because that's what it really is, isn't it? It's I don't want to lose what I've been working so hard for. That's just a bad practice. It's predatory in a lot of ways to me, and and I feel like it's just bad practice to be like. I don't, you don't want to lose your stuff. So let's put fear into you, right? It's like why a lot of people uh, work jobs they don't like. Well, I need the money. I, I need this job so that I don't lose what I have. Don't make it. And at this time, downloads available. TL, thanks for the update, homie, in chat. Looks like the downloads available. Um, but that's like for me, what keeps me in. Keep. I want my reason to revolve around my character's story, the narrative, the adventure of the RPG that is an MMORPG, right? No matter what it is. Holiday events do a great job with this, right? Uh, seasonal events do a great job with this. Um, 
you know, guild events do a good job with this, like uh, citizen sort of, but keep it away from that like daily quest thing. Cause that, that's just such a cheapening way of saying that you're doing something for a reason, like reputation or whatever. But that's my thing. What about you? And while you get done reading yours, I'm going to give some, uh, you know what? No, I, I'm sorry. The grind for that new, better looking skill is once one person says here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, another person says I am driven to log in by the chance to make meaningful progress on some of my goals. Right. Not bad. Freeholds are going to be in the game. Even that's not a bad, right. A way to upgrade my fear freehold housing, uh, something for that. Uh, even even knowing that you can log in for a chance to earn a cosmetic, maybe something for your wardrobe, right? Or a pet. Like, anyway, veer away from that. Good story is always one that can truly be immersive for somebody. Hear a lot of story. Hear a lot of that. Hear a lot of, um, yeah, sense of involvement, right? Being invested in the overall narrative of maybe a campaign or uh, the, what is it? The, the server's overall story progression. Which is something that's going to be different from server to server in Ashes, right? But what about you, Dave? Yeah, story art. Um, I mean, I think definitely you hit a lot of the the points and especially the feedback from the forum is that kind of definitely resonate with me. I mean, I think it was a great question to ask the community, to be honest. I mean, my hope with them asking this at, you know, at this point in time is they're validating some of their assumptions and designs and they're course correcting to a point, right? Obviously not sacrificing their overall vision and and that's kind of where i'm saying they they're not compromising that something that sold people at the kickstarter i mean yep in general just a commentary i think i know mmos are the epitome of a moving target when it comes to facts and features right mm-hmm. either some things that they um talk about aren't feasible hopefully you know they vetted that as, you know any mmo um, developer has vetted that before committing to saying hey we can do this in our game or just some things just end up not hitting the mark with testing, right? Which is, we know, is the danger of some systems that, that come into MMOs. Mm-hmm. However, what I think is really important is that an MMO doesn't change the soul of its game. And so for me, what keeps yeah. um, me coming back is that the soul of a game that I fell in love with doesn't necessarily change. Now, it, you know, the window dressing might change, but ultimately the soul and feel of the game, in my opinion... What keeps me honest, if it's something that I latched on to begin with, I want the soul to be there. And one example of that where I feel it's happened, one of the biggest MMOs I've ever played, and it's kind of just what I said, the soul of the game changed. It changed so much that now there are two distinct versions of the game available. If you haven't gotten the punchline yet, you've got World of Warcraft and da-da-da-da, WoW Classic, right? WoW Classic, I fell in love with WoW. I fell in love with WoW a little too much, right? And I also, part of that was the mechanics of the game. A lot of that was the community, et cetera. I mean, much like my beloved Paladin from that game, WoW never really felt like it had one identity over the course of its life and continued life. It, it wanted to appeal to a large cross-section of players, and it changed the soul of the game to do that. But I digress. This is an Ashes podcast, after all. So I think some of the things that make an MMO stick for me is a variety of ways to build or progress my character, something people said on the forums already. New things to try, different aspects of PvP, different aspects of PvE, risk versus reward, 
a buzzword that the, the team continues to reiterate, which gives me hope for Ashes of Creation. Process on um, the process or the progress rather uh, versus time invested, um, and also a sense of community. You know that what I do, regardless of how great or small that activity is, it has some sort of meaning. Meaning for my character personally, meaning for the server. I'm not saying I should get tossed epic gear and legendary gear for just logging in and you know checking my pulse in a game. Please God no, don't make it that you know sickeningly stupid this is not entitlement but symbiosis player and world the world lives and evolves in a certain way because i am a part of it to me that is the soul of ashes of creation that is a vision that i continue to have faith and belief in the intrepid team on delivering regardless of what features come and go Mm -hmm. make sure the soul of this mmo a reactive world, a player-driven world, risk versus reward, you know, progress versus time invested. Those are the things that are going to keep me playing Ashes of Creation. And hopefully, you know, a community, which I feel kind of I found in this, you know, in my guild, in this podcast, that people that are really invested in becoming a community and identifying with whatever area of the world they inhabit. Yeah, I agree with that, man. And, you know, I feel a little silly. And uh, because when you said, what was it? What was he said? Something about my something paladin. I was like, oh, he's talking about me. And I was like, oh, he's the most character in the game. <laughs> Damn, I got a little narc- pally narcissism going on, don't I? Oh, come on. You know, just, just bubble heart it up, bro. Bubble heart it up. <laughs> yeah, that's just, I, you know, people are like, hey, Sim, are you going to play classic? I'm like, no. I already did that. I was at BlizzCon last last year. It was my last BlizzCon probably. And uh, and here's my they turned WoW into an esport. Okay, that's that's why I don't want to play it anymore. They mm-hmm. turned the game I loved into an esport, and it's all about monetizing every bit of it for money. It's it's not it's not in a good place for me. And there's a lot of other people who feel that way about it, and to each their own. Some people like it. Some people like the idea of like doing mythics and all that, and Look, you know I'm tapped out because my my main character got flagged for renaming. Someone else is running around with it now. Sim's done at that point. I got too many characters on Illidan at this point. So if you see me on Illidan, that's not me. Check the achievement points. Clearly not me. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm a nerd, right? I actually looked at that the other day. Oh, man. Now, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, my <laughs> wife loves achieves. She is like the achieve queen. She loves that. Yeah, and a lot, and to some extent, I do too. It just depends. I'm just not the points person. She's definitely the points yeah, person. Yeah, that, I mean, even that got a little... People's goats. Yeah, it, it, even that one's a little too extensive because they add so many additional points that you're always chasing the points. Like, I feel like you've got to be able to achieve it without playing it all the time. You've got to be able to achieve those numbers within some realistic kind of, you know, you can't be the guy that lives like unless you're like a content creator who lives in the game and you make a living at home or something like doing this for a yeah. living. Like and even then they t- typically don't have all of them either. Because some of it's just really just grindy and like takes certain circumstances that may not be entertaining. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the kid in the parents basement maybe can get away with doing that. They may not sleep either. But even then, (laughs) even if you got all that time 
to yourself right. to do it. Like it's a lot of a time invested to get to that point. So I, I, that's actually something in the game. I'm really hoping that doesn't get, uh, doesn't get away from us mm-hmm. too. Like I actually want an achievement system where it's like, if I play regularly, I can achieve all of this. Granted, some of it might be pretty difficult. Don't keep raising that number. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the, it, it for me that runs parallel to, to I log on. And if I don't do all this grindy stuff for X amount of time every single day, I no longer can hold on to what I've achieved. I start to lose my achievement. I feel like that all ties achievement points, right? It all ties in together. So um, the last thing that we have to discuss, right, is going to be the announcement that happened on the 14th, which was last Wednesday, about Steam announcement and playtest FAQ for Ashes of Creation Apocalypse. Now, this is where we're going to have a little... I think of our feedback of what we're kind of hoping for. And I have a few takes on this that I'm going to share uh, and, a, and a little bit of a prediction. And I don't know that it's going to be a positive prediction. Um, and this is just my two cents. It's an opinion. Uh, we're coming back into revisiting this world. They've been working on the foundational components, right? That they said they need to work on since last December or January or whatever. When they were like, hey, we need to work on some stuff. It's going to be a minute, right? That's kind of where we were at. We're not quite at a year now. We're like nine plus-ish months or something like that, I think, maybe, since we all stepped into testing. Some of us did, right? But on here, we're talking about the gateways are open. Tomorrow, 11 a.m. PDT, translation, you know, that's going to be what? 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern here in the U.S. Um, and that's as much as the translating or uh, alternating times I'm going to give you. Um, but you know, some questions here, uh, these are limited test sessions. Okay, good. Okay. That's what I want to hear. Limited test sessions. They even mentioned that previously. They're going to go through August and September. I am hoping they keep these very limited, right? Because at this time it looks like it's going to be streamable. Why does that concern me? Because I don't know how much backend testing has been done on this yet. I don't know how much has genuinely changed and they're putting it on steam. Here's my concern about it going to steam. Now you're putting it. I think it's look, there was a time when I'm pretty sure Steven and quote me if I'm wrong. Right. But I'm pretty sure this was, I'm almost positive. This was said ashes. Isn't going to go to steam. Granted, this is APOC kind of in that gray area, I suppose, but there's kind of like a problem I have with that, that saying like, we're not going to do this, but we're going here now. Okay. 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 But here's the concern I have. The steam community is brutal with their feedback on games. If, if you, I'm just going to give an example, fractured lands. Some of the people in my community that were here a while back, remember me playing that game. I was partnered with that game for a short time until I backed out because they didn't really, I don't want to say that they didn't really QA it well enough prior to it going to early access on Steam. They pushed it out kind of quick. It got out there into the hands of everybody who was willing to test it. They even paid people to come, sponsored them to play it, right? Hashtag sponsored by uh, whatever the studios are now. I can't remember. Unbroken Studios did it. And we're going to go and throw this out, right? So then you got people that go and they look at it. What happens if they don't like it? They bash the hell out of you on Steam. And it sticks. That stuff sticks, right? Granted, it's just for APOC and everything, but I pr- I think I would have preferred if these limited tests were maybe just done with your 
like they did originally with APOC was it was like they did Alpha One people, then they expanded it to wouldn't Alpha Two and then like Beta and stuff like that, and then it like eventually got to the point where it was open to all people who could just download it at a, at that point in time, right? It was registered users, and then pretty much anybody who just wanted to they made it open to everybody. Yeah, and, and see, Night Screen remembers. Yeah, because I remember the the reviews tanked that game. Yeah, people look at it. It's like, oh, there's a new BR, and then and that's the other thing. People are gonna like identify this as a BR, and there's a lot of people on Steam that are gonna identify this as a BR, and they may not know, care to find out, or in any other way care about any modes that might be included in this game. They aren't all going to go to the, like the overall description or the game developer's website to take a look at this. They're going to look at it and be like, okay, oh, it's a BR. They jump in there. Oh, we don't like it. Bad review. Moving on. You won't see them again, but the damage is done. And that's like my, my main concern is that this wasn't done. I think that it should be done closed testing for a while during those limited tests just to see how it's going to go because I genuinely don't know how it's going to go. I don't. I don't know. Hey, Life's justice reigns. Tree, thanks How for the resub, buddy. Nine months. I appreciate it, bro. Thanks so much, man. Um, and he said, hey, 90% of the time they don't pay attention to the early access flags either. Very good point. Which is what I was kind of hinting at a little bit ago. They don't, they aren't gonna care. They're gonna be like, a game I can play. Do I like it or not? Do I want to bash it or not? Moving on. And the 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 Steam community can be really brutal, right? And really fickle when it comes to stuff and the br genre in general is oversaturated and it's overdone so you've got all of that along with how's the game going to perform tomorrow so i got my fingers crossed and i really 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 genuinely hope that it goes smoothly so tomorrow when it opens i've allocated some time i'm gonna do my due diligence for sure tomorrow right but what I'm hoping is, regardless of how it goes, I hope it goes well. I really genuinely do. I hope it goes well. Me personally, as, as it being a BR, pay, playing it previously, I enjoyed it. I did really well at it. And it doesn't require a super high like learning curve or like skill level to be able to play it well. You just got to pay attention, learn the mechanics, and just play the game. It can be a really fun one to play. It can be a really great casual one to play, too. We, we all know I grinded it out really hard, right? I don't intend to grind it out hard. I am going to give it some time, but I hope that I hope that they make the tests not so frequent. Give them the time to like work on whatever they got to work on cuz the the goal for all of us in the MMO community isn't the BR. Some of us enjoy it, some of us will play it, right? But the majority of us are, are looking to that alpha one goal. We're really focused on horde mode and castle sieges. We've been waiting for that for a while. So fingers crossed, everybody. Let's, let's really give them our best effort if we can. Test it at least. Give it give it some tests if you can, right? Let them let them help push some numbers. Give them some feedback data. Uh, this all goes towards the MMO, right? So like, let's give it a shot, man. Let's see what we got. Let's see what's changed, and and give them some honest feedback. And we'll have some, we'll have an opportunity here to reflect on that in pre in upcoming shows. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that they keep testing limited and i would be totally cool if they kept it maybe in-house or uh not not open to the public too too much for a little bit just to ensure things are going good first because we had a bad experience with that before and i'd hate to see that kind of play out again um but yeah 
any of your thoughts any final thoughts on that uh yeah i mean i've, I've got a few i mean I think yeah been mixed i mean personally i think there's some weight to both sides of the argument i mean one is definitely from the business perspective hey steam is a way to bring in a large pool of testers you're definitely going to get those stress numbers and the data you're looking for but it's kind of a risk versus a reward in my opinion mm -hmm. and the other side of that argument mm -hmm. is the per public perception piece that you talked about mm -hmm. i mean We've talked about changing the narrative off of APOC for a while in prior podcasts. I mean, the steam exposure kind of could also mean you'll perpetuate this myth, right? That Ashes is a BR game, right? Yeah. And depending on how stable it is, I have much, you know, trepidation, you know, about what this will mean for newcomers to the project. I mean, while we're, you know, while the learning the dev team had and, you know, the testing where, you know, they had, you know, they got a lot of value out of that test. I would say from a perception, from a PR perspective, it was really difficult. And, yeah. and first impressions, especially that stick, like on Steam, where there's a rating system, there's comments that are, you know, there forever, basically. They're really tough to overcome, even if those opinions are flawed and not based on fact. The fact that this is early access, the fact that this isn't really the MMO, the fact that this is a testing ground, et cetera, et cetera. The fact that it's a, a beta, if you will, right? I mean, I really do hope that this goes well for them from a technical perspective. Either they learn a lot or, you know, things go off, you know, with, you know, relative ease or they can validate some of the assumptions and they can push the numbers they were really looking for. I do hope from a perception standpoint that it doesn't, um, you know, cause more harm than it does good. Because yeah, I, I do also hope that in general, right, that Ashes Intrepid quickly move off of this BR mode and updates and and onto MMO updates. Because I think the longer the community, old and new, wait for MMO updates, I think you run the risk of the interest waning, falling off. And we've already seen some feedback already in prior podcasts and prior comments, community members that have been saying those kind of things. But at the end of the day, I'm still here. You know, we're still here. We still believe in the vision. We believe in ashes of creation, ashes of creation soul. And and just don't keep that soul behind a curtain for much longer. Yeah. I mean, we definitely need that morale boost. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, my final thoughts, best of luck on the APOC launch. I hope all the hard work pays off i hope you get everything you need and more and i hope you get enough of a balanced point of view that we don't get a fractured land situation and people write off the mmo because i think this this game can be made or broken by the community as much as some of these core mechanics they've talked about from day one can make or break the game yeah. community is a component in that this wouldn't be a player different game without a community so definitely get us to an MMO showcase sooner rather than later. But bottom line, hope you get what you need from this test. Yeah, I agree with chat too. I saw some about, um, I get that they want need low test, but I would have thought that they would have low test based on a zero or, you know, alpha zero, one, two backers first and bigger. Yeah, I, I, I would have preferred that too. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely, genuinely 
uh, fingers crossed and hoping that this goes well. Um, cause I think if it doesn't go well, uh, the, it could have a negative impact and we just don't need any more of that right now. But with that being said, I'm looking forward to giving some honest feedback and, you know, positive and negative criticisms to the changes. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because <laughs> I was like 50 last time I had capped out on all the, all the experience and all that junk. Right. And I worked pretty hard to get there. Like a lot of people did. And I'm hoping that my progress is there. Uh, but I don't know <laughs> if it will be, I'm hoping that all of like the stuff I unlocked will be there, but I don't know if it will be because again, this is like testing and stuff. I know, I know I'm sure I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that, that, that like kind of achievement progress of people who got to that point will probably have that when whatever state this is in gets to like, it's, uh, I guess more um, uh, conditioned and regular, regularly playable format. Uh, but mm -hmm. until that point in time, yeah, we don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. I would love to be able to play with as many people in the community that want to jump into a match with me uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'll be there when the servers go live. Hopefully they're on time, which will be again 11 a.m. PDT, right? Uh, and yeah. If like you said it, I'll be there. This test rewards are just all just the XP. Okay, that's fair. So, uh, but yeah, everybody, you know, hope to see you all hanging out tomorrow if you can. Uh, it, like I said, if you want to jump into a match, holler at me. Come drop by my channel here on Twitch. Uh, TV forward slash Seymourg, uh, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. Um, and let me give a shout out. Do we have any mods here? Hold on. I got it. Also, a little heads up. Uh, I am making some pretty big changes. Did I just goof that up? Oh my gosh. A little bit. <laughs> did I? What did I do? What did I do wrong? You, you added me, bro. <laughs> Why oh are you at me, bro? I'm sorry, dude. I'm, it's a Monday. Mondays are the worst day. Time-wise, right? Look, I got it right. And I did it while there I was talking. I feel, I feel like I'm... So uh, I want to give a special shout-out to all of the, the Paladins of the Crusade, all the Patreon supporters, the patrons of the Crusade over on Patreon. You know, it's been... It's been a slow going time. So many of you have maintained the contribution to help kind of, it covers a lot of the costs of like software that I use for the program. Uh, it helps to cover a lot of things and you've really helped to ensure that I'm able to kind of cover a lot of that. So it doesn't really come out of my pocket uh, in producing this or, or any, any of the other content outside of just Ashes content. So I just want to say thank you to all of you. If you want to support through Patreon, feel free to use the link down in the description on YouTube here. Or the, or the panel here on Twitch. Uh, no pressure, uh, totally if you want to, but I just want to say thank you to all the people that have. It means a lot to me, and it really has helped over the past year or so now. Um, all the people that are Paladins, which is subscribers here on Twitch, so many of you have got that. You're over a year now of subscribing here. Even when the streams aren't as plentiful, uh, you all are still, you know, there's a handful of you that are still just super dedicated to keeping it, and it means a lot to me. It really does, uh, because I do put a lot of hard work in, and sometimes it pays off and sometimes we're kind of waiting for it to pay off. And uh, speaking of waiting, I have new content coming up. I posted on Twitter about this, uh, but uh, you can check out my pinned post on Twitter. Uh, it talks about it a little bit, but I've been recruiting for a live show, which is a little different. It's not Ash's content specifically, um, but we'll talk about a lot of different things, politics, world news, uh, gaming culture, games like Ash's. Um, a lot of different things. It's going to be a really fun show. It's going to bring a lot of different people together, different personalities. They may or may not clash, but check it out. It'll be coming up. Check the announcement soon. Uh, I've got a show probably coming out and scheduled here within like the next week, week and a half, two weeks, somewhere in there. 
um, just kind of getting all the pieces together. Got a lot of really cool people that are going to be participating in this. So really excited. Looking forward to doing that. I, I love a good, healthy conversation. Uh, it'll give me a chance to do a little bit more of that. Uh, still as a host, I guess I'll have a thing for control. <laughs> um, but with that being said, hey, everybody, thanks so much for hanging out today. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Keep the fire and torches for ashes burning. And uh, Daedalus, check him out. All the links below that have been linked there and in the description here on YouTube when you get this there. Everybody, have a great week. Uh, next week, I don't uh, Daedalus, you're actually going to be gone. We might have some special guests to kind of fill in for my co-host, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, Daedalus, thanks for hanging out, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you, everyone, for joining the combo tonight. Yeah, until next week, friends. Catch you on stream tomorrow for Ashes. Have a great night, friends.